Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm CL Kita. And I'm Carrie the Monknik. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. You can find the link in our show notes. So today we have a cozy chat. I'm not sure if our listeners know, but out of all the fangirls, we have a lot of little subgroups. And the Mockney and I, we are rabid little fluffy Chinese drama fans. We've pulled <laughs> Miata Mama in with us too. Sometimes K-Muse will watch. Sometimes um, Drama Geek, Geek will watch. And of course, K-Drama Jen loves Chinese Chinese dramas too. That's true. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. She's listening in. Shh, don't tell. So one of the things is though that I will find a fluffy drama, Carrie will find a fluffy drama, and immediately we send up a flare. There is fluff to be found. Mm-hmm. Now some of the fangirls have to be in a certain mood to watch fluffy Chinese dramas. And you have to be careful because if you watch too many in a row, the sweetness can rot your brain. A little bit, yeah. But today we're here and we're going to talk about how, as I've said, Chinese dramas cover a wide range from heavy political histor- historicals to intense sci-fi, but our favorite is fluffy romances. So we'll discuss some of our recent favorites. Prepare yourself. There could be some swooning. There could be some squeals. There's definitely going to be a lot of sighing. So why do we love Chinese romances? I have to say that I love Chinese romances because they are so formulaic. You get into them it's not the same as a korean drama and the way they are formulaic fluffy chinese dramas are called fluffy chinese dramas for a reason they are there's not a whole lot of strife lately one of the trends has been the guy falls in love before the girl falls in love which i am all about oh yeah no carries too yes yep 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 so that's one of the things that I, I just, I love, I love that they're simple. I love that problems are resolved quickly. And even if the storyline starts to recycle, it's not as hard on me as it is with historicals. How about mm-hmm. you, Mockney? Well, and plus there's almost always a guaranteed happy ending and not every Chinese drama offers that, but the fluffy ones do. And that's what I need after watching the heavy stuff. And, you know, there's really good storytelling to be had in the dramas that are serious and historically based, but they don't end well. And sometimes I need that uplift at the end. They go through their troubles after coming together after a long time. And then there's the happily ever after. And that just hits the sweet spot for me. There's also, and I'm just going to get a little academic here, so bear with me. But there's a segment of feminism called maternal feminism. It's a very small segment, but I like it. And it's very much about men and women being equal in like, kind of like in EQ. I know that's a big thing in Chinese romance, but um, in their emotional quotient as opposed to IQ. Mm -hmm. And so they match each other. So like in 
Well, let's take perfect and casual for an example. You know, he's he appears cold and very self-contained and impatient, and she's very sunshiny. But the thing that that makes them a really good match for each other is the fact that they are both so deeply kind. And so I love that they match that way and it makes them equal partners. And so that's that's kind of what maternal feminism is all about, is just being equal partners, celebrating their differences, but still coming together in an equal match like that. And how many times can I say equal? It's just, it's a big deal. <laughs> so. I, I think you're focused on equality because we've watched too many dramas where it's been a dumb bunny girl and a cold guy and you can't really see how they're going to make the connection for a long time. So mm. it's really exciting when you see that a couple is is matched in that way. They don't have to try to change to be mm-hmm. together. And I, I think that's appealing. It is. It's more about acceptance and finding finding how they can work together rather than she's super strong because she's embracing more masculine roles and he's, you know, and then he's dumb, you know, something like a typical American sitcom. Right. I like that. It's not that. I think there's a quirkiness also that comes into play. There's, you know, sometimes you'll have uh, like, for instance, in put your head on my shoulder, you've, you've got a guy that is, is very, um, he's OCD and he's kind of petty, oh. <laughs> but he's not a bad person. You know, people like him. He has friends. Um, and instead of changing, they just learn to work around it. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, like, like, like what we're talking about, we enjoy that whole mix and match. Mm-hmm. And it's more like real life in a way, because... No one's going to be your perfect ideal match. Instead, you're going to have to find the person that you just, you rub along most comfortably with. And they, t- uh, th- my favorite part about fluffy Chinese dramas is the way they tease each other. Mm-hmm. They're typically the writing has the main couple very much. Um, they're very balanced. They know each other's, different points and they they can push that button just far enough to where you're really enjoying it but nobody's gone too far mm-hmm. so that is why i i think that chinese romances will always be on my list <laughs> oh yeah the banter is one of my favorite things for sure all right so where do we watch our chinese romances well first and foremost vicky Rip drama fever. Uh, yes. <laughs> we don't discuss that anymore. <clears throat> I still cry. <laughs> um, let's see. Where else have we found them? YouTube. Um, Netflix has had a couple. Mm-hmm. They have. Yeah, that's where I watched my favorite version of Unrequited Love. And you can find some old stuff sometimes on Amazon. There's the Tencent app. Yes. The Tencent app. I know WeTV, which is part of that, right? Mm-hmm. There was, was it Crunchyroll that I found a few things on? I but don't it's know. it's all older stuff. Oh, and Ikea. Yes. 
Yes. Aiki is um, almost all Chinese dramas. I'd say there's like 5% K dramas on there now. The problem with Vicky is if you're wanting to watch older stuff, sometimes they will have lost the rights to it. It's, oh. it's faded out. So if you're trying to watch older dramas, I don't have a good solution for you. Try YouTube. But mm. for instance, my absolute favorite drama is Shan Shan Comes to Eat, Come and Eat Shan Shan, Boss and Me. And you can only find it in a weird bootleg on YouTube. Um, it used to be on Vicky, but it's, I think, only available in other areas right now. Right. So if you're looking for a drama... I'm going to just be flat out honest with you. The Mockney and I are not going to rec- recommend the shady sites. Nope. We love you and we love your computers. <laughs> yes, we and do. And we want you to be able to continue to watch on those without having a thousand pop-ups that will compromise the integrity of your computer. So while some of you may be hot to say that there's a site that you can watch everything on for free, it's really not going to be free for very long when you take your computer in to get it cleaned up. Yeah, it's true. We, we like our computers mobile and not just really pretty bricks. Um, back in the day, the day day, when everybody <laughs> first starts watching, typically at least one person that you know has your computer turn into a cement block. Mm. And that's just not, that. that's not what we want to recommend. So yeah. let's talk about our current favorites. Okay, so I put together this list, but I wasn't sure. I mean, we talk about Chinese dramas all the time in our chat, but I wanted to make sure that we covered some good ones, and I just gave the ones that you talk about all the time. I so. I see that we have a, a really good list here. I know that we could add to it. Oh, and easily. And add to it. And add to <laughs> it. <laughs> so, yeah, we could go forever. But the most recent one that I have enjoyed, and you are correct on this, is Perfect and Casual. And it is whenever um, we have a student who is going in to present her thesis, and she discovers that a um, icy male god is the one... um, that she just ran into earlier and she's pretty much already ruined her chances at her thesis being a go. Mm-hmm. I really like this because it had everything that I like about a drama. We have the whole forced cohabitation. We have a contract marriage. We have um cute grandpa. This was the cute grandpa, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Where she pulls him out from under the bench yes. where he'd hidden his yes. smoke. Yes, yes, yes. 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 So I, I love this one. I love this one. It was so, they were steady throughout and all the angst was given to the side couples. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, they have to go through, I've, I've said they're formulaic, even though they have to go, th- go through the thing where they bring in a girl from his past. And the guy that likes her. Oh, they don't stand a chance. Nope. And I just, I love that. So do you want to flip-flop on the ones that we like? Sure. Or what do you, do you want to talk about perfect and casual? Because we can talk perfect and casual for 
a whole episode. <laughs> we could. I'll just back you up and say, I think it was the steadiness and the fact that it's a shorter episode count. It was what, 24, 28? Yeah, it was a short one. And it was, it was a well, um, I'm about to say this very grammatically incorrect. It was a good <laughs> use of time. It they, was. instead of dragging it out and rehashing with a whole lot of flashbacks, we just moved on and it was great. Mm-hmm. And there were, so, and they still had good secondary characters. Like the second couple, which were basically the best friends of our main leads, they were still were cute and had depth and their own relationship was a great foil to the main relationship without being unbelievably like full of conflict. So it was just, it was good. It had that, it had that slice of life feeling to it. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, we're in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of us are having to, you know, our circles are small. We're taking care of friends like family because they may be far from their family. And our families, a lot of times now, our families are either staying in quarantining with us or something else. So when you see a drama where people are taking care of each other, you can kind of relate to it. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Um, oh, next on the list. Do we have time to even talk about this one? Well, I was thinking maybe we could go to the first one on my list since it's more recent and then we could go like back and forth. What do you think? I think, I think so. But I think that we're going to have to move the second one on my list to the end of the list. Okay. I will do that. So stay tuned listeners because. Yeah, stay tuned. (laughs) When you hear it, you'll know. When you hear it, you'll know. We'll be squealing and <laughs> yeah, we're, it's going to be a lot of giggles. Oh yes. Okay. So the next, the first one on my list is my little happiness, which is still airing currently. It finishes or no, it finished this week. Didn't it? It did, but I am still deep in the middle of this one. Yeah, me too. I, well, I've been, I've been trying to keep up just the last couple of days have gotten away from me. So, but my little happiness is just adorable because we have two, Two leads who are very professionally competent. We have an established... Is he a neurosurgeon or just a regular surgeon? I think he's just... I, I don't know. I'm afraid to answer that. I think he is a um, neurosurgeon. He's he's a specialist. I know that. Yeah. He's definitely a surgeon. He definitely cuts people open. And they're grateful for it. So we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And that's uh, Wen Xiaoqing, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm going to slaughter these because Chinese is not coming naturally to me. Anyway, so he's a doctor and a neurosurgeon. Sur- and then we have uh, Song Rong, who is a lawyer. But it, she's kind of unique in the fact that she does not have a law background. Her dad was a lawyer and she saw him as her hero. But her mom made her get a master's degree in finance, which will be nice for when she has to keep track of her money. Anyway, so... They were friends in childhood and then separated after her dad died from overworking. And so they come together, what, like 20 years later? Yeah, it's adorable. It is. And he's all he's known for being, you know, again, that ice cold male god and just really good at what he does, but doesn't let people in. And he's really hard on his interns and that kind of thing. But that lasts all of like, what, two episodes? Oh, because he's like that because of her. It is the best use of a childhood romance ever. Mm-hmm. 
I I feel like this is the best. That storyline actually is solid. It's mm-hmm. not one of those they were five and he gave her a flower. It's not that. It's that storyline and the fact that he remembers everything about her and I I just I love it. I oh, love me too. It. Well, and I love too that in their childhood, you know, they weren't just friends, but they were like really good best friends. If I got that right, because I want to make sure I'm not mixing it up with other the other Chinese dramas I've been watching. No, they but were. But she's like, she was making him run and poking him with the umbrella to get him to run when they were kids. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was a little chubby boy, and he was teased, and she liked him. Mm-hmm. She liked him for him, and um. He he just adored her. So they had a really close childhood friendship that over the years he has built up to where she is the best woman he's ever known. I mean, she she stood up for him and she encouraged him. And I I seriously, this is the best use of a childhood relationship I have seen in a drama, um, a, a Chinese drama anyway. Yeah, I think it works really well because it gives them the foundation so that when he's essentially the one to fall in love first, it's under it makes sense. It makes sense in the context of the story. It's not just a, oh, she's pretty and now I've melted. But it's the fact that they have that basis and he knows who she is and what she's done for him. So. And I love that. I love that he doesn't even see her looks. He hears her name and he sees her little scar and he is just there. Yep. He's like, you are the, you are it. You are the one. And, and it wouldn't have mattered what she looked like or anything. And I think that that's appealing to me because too often it's so superficial. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it kind of makes me think that really the best Chinese drama, fluffy dramas that we've watched have had a really good backstory. Because like LeCou, Mm-hmm. That that has a good one, um, and skating. Well, I won't jump into yours, but anyway. <laughs> so let's move on. Are you ready to move on? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about. I don't like the world. I only like you. Mm-hmm. Also or, known as the coup de food. And I think most of the people that read the blog or listen to the podcast know I read this novel years ago Mm -hmm. and I fell in love with it. Whenever I found out they were doing a drama, I like shed tears of happiness and excuse me, somebody must be thinking about me. Um, so I, I was so excited and it lived up to the hype. And wasn't this like the first one that you and I kind of just like went crazy over? Yeah. Cause you, you had me start it and then you're like, by the way, there's a novel. And so I did both at the same time. I read the book and I watched the drama at the same time, which definitely intensified the experience. And I loved the book because the writing style was so different. And it was very non-linear, just like the drama. Well, no, the drama is a little more chronologically based, but it worked. It's so it just... stream of conscious. Mm-hmm. Little vignettes strung together, and yet it, it makes sense. Yeah. And was, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to give myself away here. I'm a teacher and we've been talking about frame stories and how it's a story within a story. And this is a really good use of a frame story. Um, I just, you know, they've known each other since high school mm-hmm. and it's not even a frenemies to lovers. Um, he just doesn't like anybody. No. <laughs> and they start talking and he starts, he's really smart and she's not, but she stresses out about how she's not smart. Mm-hmm. And so instead of being this vapid butterfly, she's, she wants more and she sits next to him and she's like, Oh, and he's the smartest. And if I could just have his paper and, um, he starts tutoring her and he starts mm-hmm. helping her. But not, and not meanly and not nicely. Like he just does it. She's there and he's bored. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and almost like she's a problem he can fix. Well, if she's got to sit by him, at least she doesn't have to annoy him with her stupidity, right? <laughs> right. Um, but it also has some of my favorite side characters. I love her brother mm-hmm. and her relationship with her brother. They are so close and it's, it's just such an enjoyable, you feel like you get into the story with them. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, you've got a better attachment since you actually have a twin brother, but yes, I, I loved their relationship and I loved how he had her back even as he was teasing her. Cause he teased her something awful sometimes, right? but just, and like he would sometimes with the, Oh, what's our hero's name? Um, well, it's Mr. F in the book, and I can't remember in the movie. Uh, Yanmo. Yes. Yes, Yanmo. Sometimes Yanmo doesn't always know why uh, Xiaoyi does what she does. And then her brother will be like, oh, well, you know, she had this surgery when she was little, and that's why she does this. Or, you know, and helps him see. And then he finally understands that, like, the reason that she's vulnerable with him and why she cries with him is because she feels safe with him, with with her husband. Right. Yeah. And, but other than that, she keeps the pain to herself, that kind of thing. I think that's my favorite scene in both parts where she, one of her coworkers tells him how tough she is and how she doesn't cry. And he looks at the coworker and he's like, all she does is cry at home. <laughs> and they're like, oh, really? And he's like, because she knows that's where she can. Mm-hmm. And it's something along those lines. But that just, that level of knowing your partner. Y'all, loyalty, honesty, and fidelity in a relationship is probably the most sexiest thing ever. Absolutely. And these two have it in spades. They go through a really legitimate hard part. Mm-hmm. And... I appreciate the fact that when we have to have the noble idiocy card, it's not your typical noble idiocy card. It makes sense. Yeah. It's not just them being, I don't even know how to say it. It's not that they're like miscommunicating. Like it's legit. 
It's like okay. he he does not want to ruin her life. Yeah. And it's so it's very fair. It's a very it's a very um sa- it's a real sacrifice. And it's a fair sacrifice. He kisses like a dream. <laughs> Which you know you wouldn't expect from a nerdy boy who doesn't like people, but there you go. No, no, but boy, I like him. I like watching that one. That's one that that if I'm having a bad day, I'll I'll go and I'll take me a little little time to spend with with my crew. <laughs> and you've watched it a few times, haven't you? I've watched it the once, but I am so close to a rewatch because I just you know, I have these leftover feelings of just loving it so much. And I know it was a solid story and it really is in my top 10 for C dramas, probably in my top three. So yeah, I need to go watch it again. I will tell you that on your second watch, you will pick up on so many of the little subtleties that you'll be like, oh, that's how they did that. Mm-hmm. It's it's really a good second watch. Okay, good to know. All right, so our next drama is Skate Into Love, which I believe is available on Netflix. I think that's where I ended up watching it. I think so. Yeah, but it's it's a little bit longer. It's a 40-episode one, but that's one of those things. It actually worked because there was... I didn't feel like it dragged at all. No, it's not on Netflix. It's on Vicky. What? There's... I don't know. Netflix has started to get a few more Chinese dramas, and so I don't know. Yeah. It's hit or miss. That's why I use my drama list all the time is because they put where you can find the dramas. Yeah, me. that's what I'm looking at right now. Yep. So plug for mydramalist.com because we couldn't live without it. Thanks for being there for us. Yeah. Okay, so the biggest thing about Skate Into Love is it has the same lead from Le Coup de Food, Janice Wu. And she plays... Her characters have somewhat of a similar feel, but not so much that I couldn't tell them apart. And she really has good chemistry with Stephen Zhang, who is the main lead. They were they were fun to watch. They 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 definitely had really good funny banter. But anyway, they're they're both athletes. She is a speed skater and he's a hockey player. And they were childhood friends, but she was his bully. She didn't think he was his that she was bullying him, but he definitely saw it that way. And their flashbacks to that are kind of hilarious. She's just she just drags him everywhere and he's like, I hate you. And she's like, friend, you're my friend. And he's like, you're so mean to me. Yep. She, thinks, she thinks they are best buds. And he's like, you are the bane of my existence. Yep. And just the flashbacks showing that are hilarious because sometimes they'll have little kids playing it. But sometimes it'll be them dressed as little children. And you get it from both of their perspectives. So you get it from her side where she's like, I'm being fun and funny. And you get it from him, his side where he's like, go die because I'm done. So oh, this one was so funny. I haven't finished it. And I don't. Was it on YouTube first and then it went to Vicky? Possibly. I don't know. Because I, I wasn't watching it somewhere that I could keep up with it. Easily. So I think I was watching it on YouTube first. Okay. And it might be on YouTube. It looks like it's on one of the Chinese channels on YouTube. I think that's what happened. I think it was on there. And then I think it transitioned over to Vicky. And mm-hmm. now you've got me to where I need to go check my Vicky. Yes, you should. Well, and you should finish because once they, you know, they're separated as kids because he decides, of course, that he cannot go to middle school and high school with her. 
since right. she's his bully. And so they end up in college and he ends up in a position of power with her. And of course he's like, vengeance is mine. And he totally plays that. But then it kind of backfires because the more that they spend time together, the more they realize that they actually like each other's qualities and dedication to their ideals. And so it's just, and it's kind of fun to watch them slowly overcome that. It's definitely enemies to lovers, which is one of my favorite tropes. And it's it's fun to watch. And she's very much independent and she's sassy and he's confident in himself to a point. And there's just there's one point after they've established their relationship and I don't really want to spoil it. But there's it's a point where she acknowledges their relationship very publicly. And I just I was just like, yes, I was there with them. It was great. Yeah, this one, it I have it on Vicky, so it must just be that it got down. I don't know. Was it it was it when we first started having quarantine? Maybe. Maybe. And I went into like. Let me see here. Yes, because it okay to April of 2020. So that explains everything. That explains why it's further down on my list, and I haven't seen it in a while. So that explains everything. Yeah. Well, I will go back to it because I thought it was adorable. And I thought that my favorite part was that he he hated her from their childhood friendship. And she thought they were the best friends of all time. So she doesn't understand why mean things keep happening to her. Not at first. So she petty. doesn't understand why he's so cold. I think it and takes he's... her a while to even figure out who he is. Right. That's yeah. so funny. That's and so there's funny. secondary characters like there's a secretary for the athletics department and he's kind of funny and a little bit traitorous but mostly funny and like the coaches are good it's just it's it's solid i really really liked it isn't uh vivian isn't one of the coaches um what is oh hold a second let me look oh what is her name it's it's vivian um it's a different listener. drama Maybe it's a different drama. Are you thinking of Ding Ling? Coach Chu? Maybe. Let's see. Because she, I remember, I was like, I've seen her in something else. And then I was really surprised. But I don't see. No, it was not her. I'm crazy. It must be a different drama. No. No, not her. I'm thinking of a different drama. There was another drama that was skating. So are you thinking My Unicorn Girl? Yes, I am. That one I have not finished, and I really ought I to. Yes, uh, Miata Mama would have our heads. Just saying, she would. But in my own defense, I got these two mixed up. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of ice involved. And I didn't realize I didn't realize that I was not following two of them and not just one of them. And I actually confused myself because I picked up one where I thought I left off on the other. <laughs> And so, yeah, I mean, this is me. This is me. No, that's fair because they are very similar because she's in My Unicorn Girl. She's a figure skater who ends up getting on the hockey team to get into the college that she wants. And he, of course, is a star hockey player. So it's very similar because in um, Oh Blast, Skate Into Love, of course, he's a star hockey player. Okay, you're thinking Vivian Sung. And yeah, I she is am, and I love her. Girl. Yeah, I love her. Like I love her, love her. Like we could be besties. So right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Should I move on? Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have like a five-hour cozy chat where we go off on all these rabbit trails of all these actors. But it's so fun. And it is fun. And it's it's a cold, rainy day here. And so this is a good way to like spend an afternoon. Let's talk about Put Your Head on My Shoulder. This is one of those dramas that it sounds like everything that you've watched before. You have um, you have a couple that they meet and they don't necessarily get along. And then we have forced cooperation. But that's because favorite. their moms made them. Well, and their moms don't realize that the person that's sharing a apartment is the opposite sex. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think the the moms minded too much after they figured it out because I think they were hoping for a marriage. Oh, after they found out, they weren't going to let them not live together. Um, <laughs> but I absolutely love C2Mo's character and Gu Yi is hilarious. So they start living together and they're opposites. He is a total science nerd. She is not. She's dirty. He's clean. But he starts liking her. Mm -hmm. Like for who she is. And y'all, when you have a guy that gets mad at the girl's best friend because she won't let her eat what she wants to eat and how she wants to eat it, he's keeper. Oh, yes. I think that's one of my favorite scenes is he is giving her best friend the death glare because she won't let her dip her little um, bread into her porridge. And it's, she's like, that's gross. Use chopsticks. And so um, Sutomo is like, okay. And she starts eating it right. And he takes the chopsticks away from her. He's like, eat it how you want. There's the sign and the swooning. And I think that, one of the things that I, I'm all about subtle. I'm all about, you know, it doesn't have to be the grand passionate kiss, but <laughs> I can't look at refrigerators the same. <laughs> um, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but fair enough. You know, there's, it's the little things it's, you ever watch a drama and the main couple never touch except for that awkward fish kiss. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, come on, y'all. Because one of my favorite things is when they, there's this tipping point that they finally hit and they get physically comfortable with each other and not just touching, but like being in each other's space and just leaning on each other, you know, and I love seeing that. And some, that's not always emphasized. So I think that with an American lens, our view of intimacy is all about what you know it's 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 that hot flash Mm -hmm. but the reality of it is that if you want to show intimacy you show that people can be in the same bubble Mm -hmm. you show somebody eating something that stinks to high heaven that they think tastes great and the other person just puts a clothespin on their nose (laughs) yes that is real intimacy And so whenever, and that's one of the things that fluffy Chinese dramas give us Mm -hmm. is if it's done right, if you have the right pairing, 
Um, I I think that one of my favorite scenes in this is that they prove their love for each other in kind of an unconventional way that you don't really expect. And it's it's um kind of makes you rethink time hops. <laughs> but it's the confidence between these two is unshakable and I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to give away everything, but I it's know so it's hard. hard. I'm such a I'm so horrible. I'm so horrible at this. <laughs> so what do you have to add for me on that one? I think I I I ditto. <laughs> ditto. Ditto. Yes. And when you should point out that the lead, the female lead from Put Your Your Head on My Shoulder is the female lead in My Little Happiness. Yes. And then her ex-boyfriend in Put Your Head on My Shoulder is the male lead in My Little Happiness. And again, it works so well. That's one of the reasons, that's one of the things that makes that drama so fun is because those two had chemistry already. Mm-hmm. So they're in each so as they are um in my little happiness they they spend like immediately they have an immediate physical connection. Mm-hmm. And they're in each other's space and it's not that warm up period. You know, these these are people who have acted together before there's a relationship established. So instead of, you know, half her body being in Antarctica <laughs> and her hand touching his sleeve She's like up by him. Oh, sorry. I clapped my hands there for y'all. So, (laughs) yeah. And it's just, it's, it's such a cute little drama. And My Little Happiness is such a cute little drama. And let's just have a big day where we just watch this stuff. Yes, we highly recommend it. Because one of my favorite things to do is actually to binge these because they're released. um, Like My Little Happiness, I think they release eight episodes at a time. And then you have like a four day gap and then they release more. And so it's just nice to kind of binge it and just, just immerse yourself in the warm little blanket of, of fluffy Chinese drama romance. And it's just happy. I like it. I do too. And isn't our little, didn't I actually like, oh, maybe not. Okay. Moving on. Sorry. I got distracted (laughs) by something else. Okay. Okay. It's now, the next I drama. I was trying to figure out why it wasn't on my list. Because <laughs> it's on mine. So have you seen My Dear Lady? No, that's what I'm trying to figure out is how did I miss this? I don't know. Well, I I had a night the other night where I went through Vicky and I'm like, all right, I'm going to find all the Chinese romances that are under 30 episodes because not all of them are and some of them drag. And I just, I wanted something quick and light and fluffy. And I knew that a Chinese romance would get me there. And My Dear Lady is actually 16 episodes. And, you know, with with Chinese dramas, you have the opening credits that are about two and a half minutes and the ending credits that are two and a half minutes. So by the time you're done, it's like a 35 minute episode. And it was just perfect. And so I I took a chance on this one because I had really good ratings on Vicky. And it was it's a Nuna romance. I don't know what that's called in Chinese, but it's an it's a Nuna romance about this girl who finds herself divorced after six years of marriage. And she's on her own. She's got she has a kid that. Um, she does not get custody of, but she has to start earning an income because her husband kicked her out of the house. So he kept the kid in the house and kicked her out. So he he's a joy. But anyway, so she's on her way to a job interview and she gets an offender bender. And this guy comes out and looks at his card and he's like, this is an expensive car. So you owe me, you know, thousands of dollars. She's like, 
Alrighty then, because of course she doesn't have thousands of dollars since she's been a housewife for the last six years. And then it turns out the job interview she's going to, he's the one that is interviewing her. So that's how they start off. But it ends up just the way that things work out because she initially fails the interview because he's overly particular. But she ends up supporting him when his mom walks in because his mom is the head of the corporation where he's the president. And she helps him cover up something. I forget what exactly, but it she just kind of proves her usefulness. And so he hires her as his personal assistant. And then it just kind of goes on from there. But it's an interesting storyline because she got married right after college. And so it's not just the two of them coming together, but it's also her finding herself and her identity outside of being a mom and a wife. And to me, that resonates because it's really easy to get sucked into find to being a mom and a wife and, you know, taking care of the house and taking care of the kids and kind of losing who you are because you're so consumed with taking care of all these other things. And so and watching him respect her journey and be, you know, support her in finding what she likes to do and what makes her happy made me happy. It was just it was such a good drama. And at 16 episodes, it was so easy to just binge right through it in like two days. It was exactly what I needed. So it says that this is part of the well-intended love universe. Did you watch yeah. well-intended love? No, I didn't. Should I? Um, yes. He's, okay. it's, it's, so that one, um, he, we have, a a girl that needs a bone marrow transplant. So she enters into a secret marriage with a company CEO and um, it's kind of a twist. Um, the plot twist isn't the best. Um, the first 10 episodes are great. In the middle, you get kind of mad and he tries to redeem himself. Some people thought it was okay. Um I don't remember if I finished it, so I'm not sure. Maybe you shouldn't watch it. Um, <laughs> okay. Does this one have a big plot twist? No, not really. Okay. Because I I think you'll need to look at my drama list on this one. Um, because it starts off, but there's a season two, so maybe they redeem him in season two. <laughs> he does something that he thinks is the right thing. But we all know, looking at it, that it's the dumbest thing he could possibly do. <laughs> Lovely. Um. So, but I'm going to check out your drama. I'm going to check out My Dear Lady because it sounds fun. And we don't see enough dramas where people who are trying to have a second chance on life get to actually have a second chance. Right. So I'll watch that. Sounds That sounds better. Yes, I think so. And I All may right. have just gotten a message from K Drama Jen saying that Well Intended Love was horrible. It okay, because not be I, watched. I thought that at first it was cute, but then I've then I saw the plot twist and I was like, oh yeah, I think I dropped it. Okay. So, so yeah. um, yes, our little our little bee in the background is listening in. Okay, so Forever Love, I did a poll on Twitter last week because I needed my next binge, and Forever Love was the winner of the poll. And it's been great because one of, one of the commenters on the blog post said that the leads, even though they're really smart, they're not your plastic, rich, traditional smart leads. 
and it's true. They are so, they feel real and down to earth and they make mistakes and they're in college now. I'm not all the way done yet. Oh, I'm watching this one. Are you? I'm somewhere on here. Hold a second. I've, I started it. I know I started it. Cause now that I'm looking at, see, I think what happened is that I, um, I started watching a whole bunch of Chinese dramas at once. Mm-hmm. And then I got myself muddled on the storyline on the storyline and I had to go and, and like stop watching all of them at the same time. Yes. 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 This one has, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Wang on you. I'm yes. not saying that right. Yes. Okay. Continue. Cause I can talk about this one. Okay. Well, and the thing is, is he's like, he's the bad boy, but not exactly a bad boy. It's just, you know, life has handed him a very difficult hand. And he's doing the best he can with what he's got. And she she does not transform him, but she shows him that he can make better choices than what he's currently making and actually inspires him to care about his future rather than just kind of putting his head down and plowing on through like he, like he was. And so, and she's, I mean, she's the top student in their high school, no effort. And her cousin is always number two and he's petty. He's a little obnoxious and he and her best friend are the side couple. And I don't see what her best friend sees in him. Like her devotion to that whiny little boy just does not make sense. Her devotion to her cousin? Her best friend's devotion to oh, her, her cousin. Oh, her best friend's? Oh, because he's he's cute. I'm sorry. sorry he's disagree. cute and he's smart and she's known him her whole life. Yeah, but he is arrogant and he's obnoxious and he doesn't bend How for anyone. How far are you? What? How far are you in that drama? Uh, episode 13, I think. Okay, because I I made it to the middle. Mm-hmm. And haven't you noticed he's, like, starting to see her? Yeah, he just barely. Like, he was, he's playing one up with, um, with two of the other male leads. And so he went and gave her a book to read. But, of course, it was this advanced mathematics book that she has no interest in. So here's the thing, though. He... But he knows her. And whenever that moment happens, the other guy is looking at her as a conquest. And Cousin's like, I don't even think so, buddy. You know what? She is capable of much better than you. Mm-hmm. And he takes her that book. And she's so happy because she sees that he sees something in her. And that's, it, it's, they, their story is what dramas were like three years ago. Mm. That's how the main couple would have been because True. she's kind of the, the fluffy madly in love and he's that Sunday smart guy. But um, I like that he takes his, he takes his licks and keeps going. Cause he this gets, is true. he'll grow on you. He, he grew on me. Okay. He's getting there. He just, he was so obnoxious in high school because he couldn't get over the fact that he was number two to his own cousin all the time. And it's just like, my dude, find your place. <laughs> Number two well, is not bad. You know, I have a cousin who's very competitive with me. Mm-hmm. So I can relate. Okay. I guess I can't because, well, I'm just not real competitive. I mean, I can be, but for the most part, I'm not. And so I, I guess I don't know where he's coming from. So See, I, I think that that one of the things that that we have to remember, especially with our, ch- our chuffy, chuffy, it's a new word, chuffy. 
fluffy Chinese dramas is that we have um, we have characters that we're not supposed to fall in love with. That's true. And he's not a character that we're necessarily supposed to fall in love with. Now, he'll grow on us, but I don't think that you're ever going to like, he's my favorite guy. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess the other part that makes it difficult for me is you have the frame story at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where, where from the wedding and he's much nicer there and he's actually married no, to the he's best not. friend he's trying to take the money oh yeah there was that but I mean he's still <laughs> he's a well, butthead he, <laughs> he still he defers to his wife a little bit and the fact that they're married and you see that they're married in that first episode I think I'm having trouble with that disconnect like I would almost have to see that journey before I'd buy it so Maybe this is just me being impatient and a little bit of a story snob because it happens. So let's talk a little bit about this new framing of stories where they show us that a couple is married before we run into it, before we get into their story. What do you think about that? I like it because I kind of like the reassurance that my happy ending is coming Mm -hmm. and it makes going through the journey it gives it a little more depth because you know they're going to have problems. And I know they're probably going to actually break up after college, even though they they've just said that they're going to be in a relationship. And so it's just like, okay, I can get through these hard moments because I know how it's going to turn out. So I agree with you a hundred percent on that. I think that LeCou started that. Oh, I could see that. I think that the success of knowing that the audience likes that, because I can see a lot of inspiration from LeCou in the story, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the reasons why I'm halfway through it. And it's just, it, I've got like six dramas that I'm halfway <laughs> through and I don't have time and I have to get them all straight in my head. And I am not the mock with the spreadsheet of what I'm watching. So maybe I, I need the mock to make this spreadsheet of what I'm watching. Okay, so again, plugging my drama list. <laughs> I, well, here's the thing, though. I um, What happens is that I need to clean out my currently watching. I really need to clean that out. If it doesn't say, um, if it doesn't say out to the side that it's currently airing i don't look at it and notice uh-huh. what i was watching because i need to clean my list out i still have like i still have 100 days my prints on here because i haven't watched the final episode of that because drama fever died and i'm still i'm still it's Good like I, and it's been picked back up like it's I know, back in existence but i feel i every time i look at it i have that moment where i'm like rest in peace drama fever i loved you so much <laughs> Uh, me too. And it's it was been my years. It's been years. Why? Why am I still holding on? Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. shall we talk Go Go Squid? I am totally ready to talk about Go Go Squid. So, around the same time I was reading I Don't Like the World, I Only Like You, I discovered Honey Stewed Squid. I fell in love with this novel. Fell in love with it so much. Gunn was one of my favorite male leads of all time. And then I got this notification that the drama was going to air 
And I about lost my mind. Do you remember that, Carrie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how, that I've ever written that many exclamation points in a post in my life. So what we have here is we have a singer. She sings covers, Japanese cover songs. And she um, is just living her best life. So we have uh, Tong Nian. And she is walking through the airport and is it, is that, no, 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 no. She's helping her cousin at the, um, at the internet cafe that the family Mm. owns. And this guy walks in and she's like holding onto the counter, you know, wiping her (laughs) drool. Waving the fan. Yeah. He's hot. He's cute. And so she's trying to find a way to get his information and she ends up um, going over and doing everything she can to get him to notice her, but he never notices her. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to later on, she's in the airport and she sees this group of athletes. It looks like athletes because they're all wearing the same outfit and she sees him. So she follows them and she ends up getting swept into the moment and he's part of a gaming team. They play um, video games professionally. Mm-hmm. And she's caught up in the moment. And everyone can see that Gun, who's their leader, has talked to her. So they immediately think he's got a girlfriend and start calling her sister-in-law. Right. And there's a whole lot of other stuff that happens. But it turns out that their families are connected and she is madly in love with him and he doesn't know what to do with her. Yeah. But he can't get rid of her. And then he just, then he discovers he doesn't want to get rid of her. And it's, it's, it's just the cutest drama I've ever watched. And it's just the most adorable thing you'll ever see. The book is amazing. The drama is so cute. You want to pick this up somewhere, Carrie, because I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep saying it's so cute. <laughs> I do love the relationship. And one of those things, you know, we we talked about being equal before. He doesn't realize what she does. And so, like, there's a point where they run into each other at a convention center. And he assumes that she has come to see him. But actually, she's there for a fan signing with a whole bunch of her fans. And when he realizes, he's like, oh, you're not here for me at all. And it, like, totally knocks down the towering ego. But it also represents that, yeah, she's got kind of an equal standing to him. It may not be in the same arena, but she's got her own fans and her her own occupation. She's not, the, you know, he's not the center of her universe. She's got her own thing going on. Um, one of the things that I wanted to point out with this is a well-written story has a well-written relationship. You cannot put a superstar with a quiet person and just leave it. No. You have to develop it. So Gun is part of this team of gamers and they travel and they practice and this is his life. This is his everything. And he doesn't have time to do things like buy her flowers, take her to the movies. He doesn't have time for that stuff. But Tong Nian is a student 
And she's not just any student. She's like this major genius computer science nerd. Mm -hmm. So for fun, she creates games that test his guy's responses. Mm -hmm. Like how fast they are. And her singing and the things that she does, she does from home. So except for when she travels to do her fan signings and stuff, she's pretty much a homebody. Yep. So it makes sense whenever you see these two together, it's believable. She's not a supermodel on one side of the country while he's gaming on another. These are people who can be together in the same house with separate offices and live an amazing life Mm -hmm. professionally and as a couple. And I just, I am a huge fan of Mobal Fabal, who is the author and all of her, all of the books that she writes have a similar type of theme where there's so much equality between her leads. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, Go Go Squid, it, it was one that we, I still, like, I just did a rewatch with it because we have a Chinese exchange student that comes to my house one weekend a month and she likes to watch Chinese dramas with me. So, we were making our way through Go Go Squid just a couple of weeks ago. Mm, good choice. And she just cracks up because she goes to the other room and I'm trying to pause it. She's like, I can listen. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, native language. <laughs> right, right. She can listen. She knows what they're saying. So, um, and and that's fun. But like, what was it? Three days ago, you messaged me. Tell everybody what you messaged me about. Oh, well, can I say something real fast? No, we got, yes, go for it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, one of, here. yes, you're getting a little bit ahead. There's one side story to Go Go Squid that I really love that actually has nothing to do with the romance. But um, Gunn, before he was leading this team of video gaming elites, he was on his own team with Solo and Apple Dog and some other people I can't remember right now. And there's a lot of flashbacks going back to when he was competing and then coming forward to see, to see how that affects how he trains his team. And he also deals with a lot of regret for leaving the team and causing them to break up and things like that. And it was one of those things that resonated with me because I, you know, we all carry regrets. And one of the things I regretted something from my college days, days, just not going on study abroad, you know, traveling, that kind of thing. And it's not the same type of thing, but just the way he felt regret for not handling that in the best way possible, I totally understood that and it resonated with me. And so then to bring, and we need to mention his, his cousin, Wu Bai. Yes, you're right. I was just so excited. Yes. What else is new? Well, (laughs) it's good that you're excited because otherwise we would have nothing to squeal about. Well, you know, this is, this is why you have to have friends who rein you in when you need to be reined in because mm-hmm. that shows they love you. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel obnoxious when I'm reining people in. Like, <laughs> I just, I think that it's, I think it's lovely. I'm oh. not the one to rein anybody in. I just keep going and going and going as we all know. Oh, well, okay. As long as you take it as a sign of my love, I feel much better. <laughs> So, but Wu Bai is one of my favorite parts of the drama too, because he has this dry, understated humor 
and he's always zinging his cousin gun and it's just it cracks me up but i also loved his very unrequited love for apple dog who was the female member of gun's original team which means <laughs> i got a message the other day tell me what the message tell him about the message so there there's a sequel now to go go squid and I couldn't even read you the title. It's so long. <laughs> it's DT Apple Dog's Time. Yes. Go Go Squid 2 DT Apple Dog's Time. Don't ask me why it's called that. But it's about how we'll buy an Apple Dog. So the book. There we go. So the book is um, Sealed Fish. Where is it? Come fish here. playing while trapped in a secret room. Yes. It's. um. It's, yeah, fish playing while trapped in a secret room. And it's huge. It's 164 chapters. It's huge. I've watched the first two episodes. And I am super excited about this drama. It talks about how he was away at school, because we know that from Go Go Squid. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how he had put together his own group and he's competing. But instead of cybersecurity... It's BattleBots, mm-hmm. which is really cool to watch. I watched like the first two minutes of the first episode. That was all I had time for. I was just like, ah, bots. <laughs> so there's our recent fluffy sea dramas. We could always go on forever. I mean, we have gone on for a while now. Thanks for chatting with me, Alkita. just We don't always get the chance to squeal about our fluffy dramas. And so it's nice to have this time in this space. And we'll probably be reviewing more in the future. Definitely keep an eye on the blog for more of those reviews. And in our Patreon, too, because I know we have some Patreons who very much like Chinese dramas. You know, we talk every day, but we don't actually hear each other's voice. It's true. So we have to make time for that. We have busy lives and families and busy drama schedules. Very busy. Um, Well, thanks for joining us, and we'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. I don't know if we can call it a cozy chat anymore. We'll call it an extended cozy chat. You all can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page, and the links will be in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And as you can tell, we've gone over our time. And talking is so much faster than typing.